about your jokes. Well, they got jokes. I mean, Frankie definitely gets jokes. You're gonna meet Frankie. She's finishing up some research, but she's gonna move here, and I think we're gonna an apartment together. Oh, yeah? Wearing, like, Fort Greene or bed -Stuy. I know it's hard to imagine leaving Tribeca. It's very convenient. You know, the thing about your friends, they weren't assholes, were they? No, not at all. See, that's the problem. Our people are assholes. Our mums are assholes. You think my mum's an asshole? Yeah. She's too successful not to be. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We're just two boys who have watched all of HBO's Girls. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I'm Vance. And today we're taking it way, way back, way even before Girls. We're, we got the prequel to Girls that we're talking about today. This is where everything started for Lena Dunham, I would say. Right. I mean, she's had sketches before this and stuff in college, I assume. Yeah, I think she made a, another one before this, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of her, her break, though. Mm -hmm. And of course, today we are talking about her film, Tiny Furniture, which is the film that kind of propelled her into a bit of a spotlight that got her meetings with HBO and assuming other places as well to pitch girls and... That's how it all kind of came together. So we went and we decided to take a look at Tiny Furniture and see if there were influences from that we could see from girls. Uh, obviously, there's some of the same actors in this, yeah. which was fun. Um, yeah. And uh, boy, I didn't like this movie, Vance. <laughs> <laughs> there are influences galore. Like there are so yeah. many like. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I see that. Uh-huh. Yep. For for mm -hmm. girls. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Girls is definitely different. And he definitely took some stuff from here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the Ray characters here, the Jessica characters, the same actors. Uh, the mm -hmm. characters aren't the same. Well, Jessica's, uh, Charlotte and Jessica are kind of the same in this. Yeah. Ray, the Ray character first season is basically this guy almost yeah first first two seasons maybe a little bit yeah, yeah i was gonna say this is like ray to if ray turned heel like it's all of the kind of same traits as yeah. ray but it's like he just decided to be a bad guy yeah it's like if you put ray and you got ray just for like 30 minutes in a feature film versus mm -hmm. you know over the course of six seasons yeah yeah um i will say this and i know we're just gonna hop around but i kind of like this version of jessa even though it's charlotte but jemima mm -hmm. kirk's i kind of like this version better yeah why yeah. why is that i don't know it just seemed like she had this interesting self-awareness but also i mean the vulnerability was there and the like oh my god i'm about to like desperation for friendship and loneliness mm. like abandonment issues were like a hundred percent there she mm -hmm. was terrified to be left alone um but yeah i wonder where i wonder if like they went to nyu together or something i wonder where they found alex karpovsky and jemima kirk like were they friends with lena dunham previously or i think their parents because okay so the um the actress playing the mom is 
actually Lena Dunham's mom. And it's Laurie her. Simmons? Yeah. That's their actual mom. And huh. uh, her and Grace Dunham her is in it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's good. Grace Dunham's good in this. And I'm surprised yeah. she doesn't do more acting stuff. Like she only kind of does stuff with her mom and her sister. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I thought that Grace Dunham's character was like really realistic. Like she had some genuine reactions that I was like, I'd see that in real life where she's just kind of flabbergasted at some yeah. points and and it's like an honest flabbergation. Yeah. <laughs> like I just loved her laughing after hand uh, not full disclosure, we're going to call these characters by their girls characters names a lot during this probably. Um, yeah, we're um, going to get a little yeah. confused. We're going to call uh, Aura Hannah, we're going to call Charlotte Jessa, we're going to call Jed call. Ray. Like Yeah. That's going to happen. Um uh, but when she, when uh, Aura's basically like having that temper tantrum with her mom, mm-hmm. and her sister comes in and just starts laughing at her, that, that's yeah. such a sibling thing to do when you watch yes, a sibling I thought, freak out. I thought that was so good. Yeah. I thought that was such a genuine reaction. Yeah. I loved it. And then the mom uh, being like, no, she's like, no, it's not funny. It's just, I, I mean, I, it's, I can't help laughing. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, that was the their mom, Laurie Simmons. I had no idea. I did not know until about uh, 20 minutes ago when I heard <laughs> IMDb. Because so, um, well, my, my commentary was like, I was like, oh, I'm really happy they cast uh, who they cast as the mom and girls. Because I, I felt yeah. like she was a stronger actor. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I don't know if I like the mom actor in this movie. And then I'm like, oh, she's not really an actor. You know, oh, okay. She is like an artist. She is an artist that does these tiny furniture stuff and like a lot of like she's a famous artist. Um, oh, that's real. Like as in real life, yeah. Laurie Simmons does tiny furniture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I did not know that going into the movie. All right. Well, let's do a little like mini plot synopsis yeah, of yeah. what's going on in this movie before we get too derailed and start jumping all around. So Aura, a.k.a. Lena Dunham, comes home from college after just being dumped. She just graduated and she's having a hard time adjusting to life at home. Uh, She's back living with her mom and her sister. And the mom, I I think that it's hinted that she got like really anal about cleanliness and and I'm not quite sure, not really cleanliness, but she's anal about certain things. She's very particular about how she wants her home to be and who can come over and how it's set up, etc. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was any more than any parent will want their house to be set up. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was like exaggerated anyway, but sure. So... Lena Dunham's Aura, Laurie Simmons is Siri, who is the mom. Uh, Nadine, who is Aura's sister, is Grace Dunham, which is Lena Dunham's actual sister. And so Aura goes to a party where she catches up with Charlotte, who is Jessa, a.k.a. Jemima Kirk. And she's brought there by her friend Frankie, who is not a person that was in Girls. Her name is, her, the actress name is Merritt Weaver or Weaver. Um, no, Frankie's not there. Frankie's the one that's supposed to come. I thought the Frankie's who who invited her to the party. I thought Frankie no, was Frankie's in, the one that's moving to New York. So who's who's party? Mary Weaver's the one to? that's on the phone, and she's like, "Oh, 
you didn't uh yeah uh, oh no well, she's not okay. even in, she's not she doesn't even show up to the art festival at the end the art show at the end okay well she goes to a party with some rando who invited aura to the party where she meets jed who is a youtuber uh a very pretentious youtuber and that is ray aka alex karpovsky and uh then aura basically allows him to stay at their studio apartment while the mom and the sister yeah, are it's not off a studio apartment <laughs> well yeah, yeah it's no, a, no, no it's a it's studio a, slash apartment it's a it's a very nice like <laughs> yeah 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 place in new york and she has a basement studio there too yeah yeah, yeah i fucked i fucked up that i fucked that up studio slash apartment it's two it's, stories <laughs> it's not yeah, a studio apartment like, no it's a real like it if you don't live in those cities like that place seems like nice but kind of small but like that's a very expensive place in new york oh yeah and yeah. it's in tribeca yeah dude dude yeah. yeah so he's basically like crashing at aura's place and uh then aura gets a job at a restaurant where she's like flirty with the chef whose name is keith who is another person that wasn't in girls his name is david call in real life and they kind of have like a flirty thing uh and uh i'm kind of losing it now kind of losing it can you take over vance <laughs> I was—I literally just watched you flounder. I was just gonna wait. I just wanted to see how. Long. Uh, I mean, that, I'm no, not no, no. quite sure what. You no, know. she goes. She uh, she's out of college. She's had a breakup. She doesn't really know what she's gonna do. She makes. She has like one weird like video piece of her in a fountain drinking, and shit, yeah. brushing her teeth in a fountain while she's in like, uh, just a her bikini. underwear, like, like yeah. a a bra and panties or something um and no she goes she gets a job uh her friend charlotte right is that jemima yeah. Kirk's character charlotte yeah. uh says oh i work i do some work at this restaurant they'll hire any they'll hire you just say you know me and she gets hired for 11 dollars an hour as a day hostess and they're not open during the day so basically she just answers the phone and makes reserve takes reservations um i and- never heard of this job before um i mean it's i don't know if i'm sure that job exists i mean restaurants don't yeah. open until like four and you call at any time to make a reservation i mean i, I don't yeah. know if it would be called a hostess but i'm sure whatever i mean it's not the hardest thing in the world yeah um so she gets this job um and yeah she has this flirtation with this chef who doesn't seem great um and at the same time she's thinking that she's dating jed uh who's staying with her but showing no sexual interest in her and just yeah. basically is has like weaseled his way in <laughs> and it's just yeah like a, and just just a a mooch squatter like just yeah taking it see i don't think that i don't think that she thought that she was dating jed she here's, kept saying she was dating jed she said i'm here's, i have a boyfriend here's the thing that i the scene where she says that, and I only saw it happen once, is when the chef says that he has a girlfriend, and then she's like, "Oh well, I'm dating somebody too." And I thought that was kind of like a one upper type of like, "Oh, I'm not interested in you" type of deal. That's what I took it as. I don't think that she has any illusions about her dating Jed. I think she kind of thought. I don't know. It, it is a weird one. It's it's yeah. amazing. Like 
Yeah, Lena Dunham just can't get Ray to get. <laughs> she just yeah. can't get Ray to fall for. <laughs> yeah, girls are this. Um, uh, and then. So this so is like Jed and Aura and Charlotte drink a bunch of the wine that the mom has, and the mom comes home and she's pissed. She's like, "There's only there's only so much wine left," and blah blah blah. And then Aura has a hissy fit, and she's like, "You don't realize how hard this has been for me, and I'm home from college." That scene where she's like throwing the stuff off the all the papers and stuff off, and she's like kind of raging out. It was the most like film rage ever it was like so slow where her she's yeah. shoving all these papers off as if like oh my god i don't want to make it too messy in case we have to reset and do it again like <laughs> it was like one of those one like she's not like just going ah she's just it's very like controlled and forced and it might also be because she's faking this whole tantrum as a way to like manipulate her mom which yeah is something from girls that gets brought up because ray's like hey can you talk to your mom and make this happen and She's like, all right. And then she does this like extreme play to like have this pissy yeah. fit to get her mom to agree to let this guy stay. Um, yeah. Which then, was like the so, perfect excuse for me. That was like the perfect excuse to have him leave, you know? Right. Like, hey, my mom's back. You got to go. Like, but, but Ray's yeah. manipulative too. So, yeah. Or so, Jed, you know. Jed uh, Jed's trying to see if he can stay, and Lena Dunham is trying to convince her mom. Aura is trying to convince her mom to let him stay, and the mom is not for it, but eventually she convinces her. And then Jed's staying there, and then the mom uh, eventually kicks him out, I guess. I, I don't know what really yeah. happens in between then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she sees him in the laundry room, and he, he slept on her bed, and blah, blah, blah. And then fucking jed guilt trips aura super hard about like well you shouldn't have said that i could stay here if you couldn't deliver <laughs> yeah. i was like wow dude like yeah. everybody in this movie is the worst yeah and i like, wanted to say i wanted to commend lena dunham for like she doesn't try to make herself look good and he's no. like chill there's no like there's no like oh she did something horrible but then there's this like amazing well, I told you I might have did this horrible thing, but I'm still like, right. You know, it's never, it's just like, yeah. this is raw. This is who I am. And uh, take it or leave it. That's, that's it. Like you make your own decision. She doesn't shape the way you should think about her. Like you look at this and you're like, that girl's a mess. And you're like, okay. Or you could be like, I really relate to that girl. You know, like yeah. you, she doesn't try to like manipulate you into feeling like she's absolutely a hundred percent right, you know. Yeah, I was just like, we're gonna have to do likability rankings for this. Cause, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it, it. I have to commend Lena Dunham for making everyone in this movie horrible, like just the worst. Like, <laughs> yeah. So after fucking Jed gets kicked out, you never see Jed again. That's the that's him. That's his story. Yeah. Uh, so we, we'll, we can touch some more on Jed later, but yeah. Yeah. So this is around when Aura finds out that Keith, the chef, has a girlfriend. And it seems like she he's only interested in her because he wants to get pills from her because Charlotte is able to get the hookup for pills. And they, meet, they plan to meet up after work or something. And 
and he stands her up and then the next day he kind of acts like nothing happened yeah. which i thought was like what did like, you what notice did you notice the mix-up of he was like oh can you get vicodin for me and then when she's talking to jemima kirk she's like oh can i get some xanax yeah, yeah i did notice that and i was and like then uh, jemima kirk was like let's surprise him and get him some oxy and I was yeah. like, Did, what, didn't he not want either of those? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, wait, is, he gonna show, is she going to show up with Xanax? And he's going to be like, oh, crap. But that never actually becomes an issue. Um, yeah. But yeah. So then the next day at the job, fucking Keith, he acts like nothing happened and that he didn't stand her up. And he's basically just like, oh, fucking sorry. I had a, you know, shit happened when my girlfriend or whatever couldn't make it. And then that's when Aura just quits the job mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then that night, Nadine, her sister, has a party that wasn't supposed to be a party. And for some reason, Aura's pissed off about it. Yeah, I had the same feeling of like, why is she so mad about this party? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It didn't seem, it wasn't like she was studying for anything or she had to get up early for her job that she just quit. Like there was no reason for her to be. Yeah. Unless it was like, unless we didn't see a scene where her mom was like, Hey, look after Nadine or whatever. What time was this party that the mom was coming back at one and the whole place was going to be cleaned up? Yeah. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So Aura's pissed off at Nadine, so she calls Charlotte to help her break up the party, but Charlotte only makes it worse, and she's like, this music, it's not that it's too loud, it's that I can't really move, and then she's giving high schoolers lap dances and stuff, and she's like, if you get a boner, I'll fucking kill you. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, and then the what is happening doubles down when uh, Aura walks out with no pants on. As she's been yeah. most of the movie through the kitchen. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, what is Yeah, what's happening? the strategy here? <laughs> like, it's – she doesn't have pants on and Charlotte is in like a nightie or something yeah. that you can see through and see her boobs basically. And all yeah. the high school boys are like, uh. Yeah. And then they have a confrontation in the kitchen with Ara and Nadine and then she's hitting her with a fucking – like a – Like a ladle or something. Yeah, a yeah. wooden spoon. And it is the weakest – little tiny taps like this coupled with her quote-unquote rage with throwing all the stuff off the desk yeah like i was i was watching it and was like how weak is lena dunham dude <laughs> this is like when desi broke through the window and she was hitting him with the spatula or something yeah and, uh, that episode i forget which one that was when they go on go to like i don't know poughkeepsie montauk or whatever yeah, yeah. It's like, you got to commit and actually hit these people, dude. Like, it looked so goofy. (laughs) That whole scene, I was like, I really liked uh, Grace Dunham's performance in it. But I also, during that whole scene, I'm like, what are, what is, why are we having this argument? Like, it felt like, oh, this is the point in the movie where you need to have this argumentative scene, you know, the, the, the spinoff. But like, the party didn't affect her at all. And it seems like she wanted to be responsible, prove that she was responsible to her mom. But I, I don't I have no clue. Like, they're, like uh, Charlotte's been, um, no, uh, Aura's been in college for the last four years, we assume, right? In, in Ohio mm-hmm. or whatever. And you would think, you would think that uh, the mom would be used to doing stuff without her daughter being around since she just came back. 
but she's mm-hmm. back and it's like oh you didn't take out the trash and i i had to take out the trash i have a bad back and i'm like what was happening yeah. before right she's been gone for four years now she's like oh you didn't take out the trash nobody was here to rub my back i was like who's been rubbing your back yeah previously yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah so after the party like the mom gets home and apparently everything was cleaned up there was no evidence of a party because mm-hmm. aura comes into her mom's room and is like were there any kids here when you arrived and she's like no like, did Aura also just go to sleep without, like, cleaning up anything? Like, what is the timeline of this party? Yeah, like, yeah, where did she go? Did she leave? Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah. What happened here? Yeah. Like, how did Aura not know that her mom came home? Like, did she just go to sleep? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe she went to sleep during. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was that was all just really confusing to me. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh also, we, I, I think we skipped over uh, that uh, Aura found her mom's um, our jur- journals, yes. journals, yeah, yeah, and she's been reading them throughout the movie to uh, for no reason why. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was going to play a bigger role in it, but it didn't too. Seem, seem like it. We also skipped over, which is my bad, that uh, Aura had a pet hamster and it died. And then oh, she stuck yeah. it in the freezer. <laughs> I love when she brings it out to show it to Jed. And she's oh, like, that was oh, like my favorite scene. It's like, oh, it's sleeping in his food bowl. Look, it's so cute. And he's like, um, this creature is uh, no longer <laughs> <laughs> with us. And she's like, no, he's just sleeping. And he's like, see how you're poking it? Like, and it's not moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, her solution is to put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the freezer. Yeah. Um, so Which was we... so disgusting to me. <sighs> Unnecess- I mean, fine. You want to put it in a freezer and then, like, bury it somewhere. But you're in New York City. I don't know where you're going to bury it. Um, and going to go to Central Park or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And... Then that end when she throws it in the trash didn't have yeah. that. It didn't have that weight that I thought it wasn't like, yeah, she's finally fixed, figured things out. She yeah. threw away the, cause I thought she had a pet rat and before it was a hamster. Um, they were basically I, the same. <laughs> <laughs> so one people find more cute than others. Yeah. Yeah. And so through all of this, she's been talking to her friend Frankie, who is uh, she's supposed to move in with. And then uh, eventually she calls her on a flip phone, which is nice to see. Uh, She calls her and she's like, hey, I feel like I can't move in. My mom needs me and she's got a bad back and she needs me to help take care of the studio and the house and blah, blah, blah. And then Frankie's like, you know, we're supposed to move in uh, like tomorrow or something. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow. Yeah, and that uh, Frankie's played by Merritt Weaver, who's been in uh, Walking Dead and New Girl. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that actress. Uh, it was it was weird because when uh, Aura's talking about having to take care of her mom, it seemed like, oh, that was a straight-up excuse for not wanting yeah. to move out. But then... The stuff that happens later seems like the mom is in need of someone to help, you know? 
Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that I don't know how yeah. healthy the mom is and what she because she already has an assistant. Yeah, she has an assistant. She has another daughter that's there. Yeah. Um I guess because the other daughter is going to college soon that she's like maybe Aura could replace Nadine and with like all the help that she's been giving the mom. Yeah, but I don't even seem like the mom is like angling that way. You know, like when she shows up, when Aura shows up, it's not like, oh, my God, my daughter's back home. It's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so then there's this uh, this weird thing where like Aura's YouTube video that got like 400 views or something. Mm -hmm. they They put it in a art curation thing. Yeah, but, I've I've like, seen I've seen stuff like that in New York, like those video video art installations. It's kind yeah. of just like random stuff playing on a TV or a screen while you're at a while you're at a just an art gallery opening or somebody just put together someone knew a bunch of artists. They put the they rented out of space. They hung some stuff up. People come mingle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so and that's not that's Charlotte's doing. So she's actually got her a job and got her art. Yeah, out I was there. gonna so, say Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte asked her like curator friend to put Aura's video in there, and she mm -hmm. did. So they go to the gallery where then fucking Frankie shows up, and she's kind of like, so so like, what's the deal, dude? Yeah, and for some reason Charlotte Charlotte has beef with Frankie apparently, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Charlotte just has like jealousy. This is my friend; no other friend can take you. And yeah. that was the thing that I I, I thought uh, girl explained girls' ending better. You know, mm. like whereas like oh, it's all about like Hannah and uh, and Jessa being mm -hmm. friends, and not so much Marnie. You know, because mm. this is where that seed is. But when you watch Girls, it starts out with Hannah and Marnie together. So you're like, oh, those are the major friends. But because mm -hmm. Hannah and Jemima Kirk were like probably actual, like were f actual friends for this long, there's an extra layer of the ending of Girls of them splitting up. And like this is the end of their film journey together and them being friends. And it's kind of a callback to this. So I'm like, OK, yeah. I, I can get that as a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also at this art installation gallery thing, uh, Keith, the chef shows up. And so Aura, in order to avoid the confrontation with Frankie is like, deuces, peace. I'm going to go hang out with this fucking chef guy that stood me up. Well, and what is she, uh, well, she says, do you, I think Frankie's like, oh, do you want to get out of here so we can actually talk? Cause we haven't talked since. <laughs> Since yeah. she did this thing, and she's like, "Oh, I can't." <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, and then the guy shows up. Yeah, yeah. So then they're talking and start hanging out, and then Aura is basically like, "You want to get out of here to Keith?" And they start smoking weed in the street. And uh, she, there's this like thing where Jemima Kirk tells her that like if you'll know that. He's interested if you just grab his cock, like, randomly or something. Well, she gave her the same advice Jessa gives Shoshana about the soup guy in Girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's to just be spontaneous. 
And that's what guys want. Do something over overtly sexual spontaneously, and guys will like that. Charlotte's story of why she has that mindset is yeah. a little disturbing in this one because it's yeah. based off of a guy that just grabbed her. Yeah, uh, like sexually assaulted, assaulted her, her, basically. Yeah, and then she felt bad about it for a long time. <laughs> and then yeah. the way she coped with it was to be like, oh, yeah, that's what spontaneity is. That's yeah. a good thing. And it's like, Oof, that might be <laughs> one. That might... <laughs> That might need some unpacking and like a <laughs> some, yeah a therapy yeah. session or yeah. something. But no, I, I mean it's I mean it's not a invalid way for someone to like cope with something. So yeah, it, it I mean it explains the character. It's that's it's something like there was something about that with the Charlotte character that I liked, and I especially liked later. And this is jumping ahead, but when uh, when the mom comes in and she sees Charlotte, she's like, "Are you?" just as like uh what did she say uh are you just as it was something like uh, uncivilized basically no it was like are you just just as spoiled or something oh yeah yeah. entitled entitled entitled. (laughs) she's like yeah oh even more so (laughs) yeah and and when when she says uh when she tells uh or that her mom's an asshole and she's like you think my mom's an asshole and she's like your mom's too successful to not be an asshole like stuff yeah. like that was like really you could see the seeds of Jessa. And I yeah. guess in this like movie where I didn't really like Charlotte when it first when she first came on screen. I was like, oh man, that's a lot of energy. But I could see mm-hmm. it being intrigued by that character, like when you're watching a movie, because they're so all over the place. And I thought she became more grounded as the movie went on, where she was still all over the place, but still like weird. Yeah, she kind of has a little bit of manic pixie dream girl vibes to her. 100%, yeah. What I did love about in girls and in this also is when the girls do go for the strategy of like just be spontaneous, like grab his dick or like say something really, really dirty. Like it doesn't work necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Like with Scott, it definitely didn't work in girls with Shoshana when she did it with the soup guy. And this... Hannah just goes to grab Keith's dick, like just straight up. Like they're sitting on the side of the street. And she just like starts to put her hand between his legs. Yeah, and I mean like, this one wasn't as egregious. Like she's kind of like that's the slow hand move. I mean it wasn't what she did to Ray in the coffee truck or anything. You know, like yeah. Here's the thing: is like it just came out of nowhere. That if we were just like if I was sitting on the street with a girl and she just did that and. Looking at it as we're looking at it from like the film perspective, it looked so awkward and uncomfortable and unnatural. It was just, it's one of those like weird, like they're just outside on the street smoking weed, which it's a thing that happens in New York. There's so many weird little corners and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the issue stems more from like their relationship started out like this really interesting, like, rom-com like not rom-com but like you get two romantic leads in a movie like having Mm -hmm. bonding over stuff a little bit and then once he starts asking for pills desperately you're like "Mm." there's so many red flags for oh yeah for the guys that like auras after like because she did want to sleep with jed um Mm -hmm. she did want to sleep with uh um keith keith and yeah it's just like why (laughs) these guys are awful and there's yeah. no other like 
it's not like there's another guy in the mix that's like oh why is she not choosing him you know like it's, yeah there's no good guy no yeah in this her options are awful throughout yeah yeah so after she goes to like grab his crotch keith is like ah oh, we probably shouldn't i got a girlfriend like even though like we're kind of on the rocks right now like we shouldn't do that and she's like oh okay sure and so immediately after that they just start passionately making out on the street and He's like slipping all over the place with his boots, and it was pissing me off. And her, like, it's like, her, why are head, you... her head's yeah, almost he... hitting the thing. Like it's it's the perfect seed of like the awkward. I mean, this sets up all the awkward sex scenes and hookups that you're gonna see in girls. Yeah, it's, yeah, perfectly. And it's yeah. like she says "ow" at one point. It sounds like she kind of like banged her head on the ground or yeah. something. Like it, it perfectly encapsulates that thing of like. You want to have those passionate, like, love-making scenes, like, in movies. Mm -hmm. But when you try that shit out in real life, it's so unsexy and it doesn't work out the way that you play. Like, when you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like, we're going to kiss up against the door. I'm going to slam her into the door and stuff. It's going to be so passionate. (laughs) Then you do do it and then the girl gets a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That scene that happens where they just bust in the door, making out wildly, rolling around. Yeah. 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 Try and do that. Try and do that in real life. You wouldn't be able to get in. You can't locate your keys and use a keyhole. You step on your cat. You trip over a lit chair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... They're making out in the street, and then Keith is like, let's go somewhere else. And she's like, oh, okay. So instead I, wait, of like... where did you think they were going to go? I had no idea. Okay. I mean, at this point, I had kind of checked out of the movie because I was like really just not liking it at all. Uh-huh. And where they went, they went to some like dump site, like construction dump or something. Mm-hmm. And they went into this like weird... Aura describes it as a pipe, but I don't. I, I don't think this is a pipe. It's yeah. I don't know how. It's an aluminum it's just cylinder. A, yeah, an aluminum cylinder, like an an oversized one that you would make for like a duct system, like for air yeah. conditioning. But like, they're never that big. They're not like what you get in Die Hard. You're not. You're not. You're not climbing through air ducts. Like no one's making air ducts human size. It's just to shove air through. But, um, yeah, I don't know what it's for, but it's just like this piece of aluminum sheet that's rolled up, and it's so weird that they go into it. Yeah. When they went into it, I was like, why would you go in there? Yeah. Like, it's 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 not, like, closed off on either end. Yeah. It makes a ton of noise. Yeah. It's like bouncing around when they're having sex in there. Oh, by the way, they they fuck inside this pipe. (laughs) Yeah. And I got to tell you, Keith is a two-pump chump here, dude. Well, this is that. Again, it's just one of... Yeah, but it's one of those movie things, too, where they're like... I know. Yeah. I know. I know they can't have, like, a full-on, like, sex scene, but he fucking... I did not need this movie to be an extra 10 minutes because of... (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, and this sex scene is like graphic. It's not graphic as in like you see anything that's happening, but well, he does was... the, he does the broke back move, the, the yeah, the spin on the hand, yeah, the blue belt, uh, yeah. Which I was like, even 
though you don't see them like actually having sex him spitting on his hand and like yeah it was just gross and i mean and, when they were like making out and like i guess oh yeah she starts to blow him and like in the awkward position where it's like i like have like his knees like i was like what is that like right dude yeah. like this pipe is not big enough for them to do this in yeah because they're like they're like wall to wall like they're sideways and so until they flip to like where he's behind her uh-huh. they're not long ways on the pipe they're widthwise on the pipe and it's just like and and just knowing new york and having a winter coat on and all that stuff is so yeah <laughs> it's terrible dude yeah um but it happens um yeah but like why couldn't they have gone to like a bar bathroom or something why couldn't they have just gone behind anything in the construction site <laughs> yeah i mean like, or something that I wouldn't thought, make the sound I, of thunder when you were looking <laughs> up at it like like it's just like like yeah it's, it's the loudest place that you could have sex in so they have unprotected know. sex. Uh, Aura's like, you don't have AIDS, do you? And he's like, no, do you? She's like, no. And he's like, you don't have herpes, do you? And he's like, no, do you? And she's like, no. And then he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, no ask- asking of if she's on birth control. <laughs> no. Like- yeah, because he, he finishes inside of her. Oh, yeah. Which is a risky, risky proposition. Yeah. So after they bang... uh. Keith and her are walking down the street, and then he like pushes her behind a car. He's like, "Oh fuck, I think that's my boy," because yeah. <laughs> he still has a girlfriend. He doesn't want to be seen with Aura, and she's like, "Did you really just push me behind a car so you wouldn't be seen with me?" And he's like, oh, "I thought it was like a guy that I knew who knows that I have a girlfriend, and he knows my girlfriend, so that would have been bad." And she's like, "Well, I'd like to see you again soon." And he's like, "Oh, okay, see ya." <laughs> well, he says, "No harm, no foul, no foul." Yeah, lot. Um, yeah. Which I was just like, what is this guy? Is this, he the, like is he the seed of Desi? Like, what is this? Ninety percent of his lines are cliches because he says uh, same shit, different day a bunch. Yeah, which Aura is like, I didn't know that that was a phrase. I yeah. thought that you came up with that, but it seems like it's just like a thing that everyone says. <laughs> which is like calling him out on his unoriginality. Is like, how have yeah. you never heard that before? Um, and yeah, he is a. Uh... He is a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's on pills. He he's cheating on his girlfriend. Like, dude's not a good dude. Yeah. Um. And I'm wondering fucks if people in construction pipes. <laughs> the fact that he knew that that's where they were gonna go it was yeah. a problem. Like, like was that his place? Yeah. Is that where he <laughs> takes girls? Let me all take you on down to the old Dude. construction pipe. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he even showed up to that art thing. Like, if he shows up to her art exhibit thing, then he's definitely into her. Like, there's no, oh, I still got a girlfriend. You don't go to this crappy thing uh, yeah. and not even actually see her art. <laughs> Dude, some of the art that was in there was like some Booth Jonathan shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't even, I can't even say I fully paid attention to it. Um, We, yeah. we skipped over one thing. She There's a scene where she's, recording another video mm-hmm. but uh and you think that's what she's gonna do but she ends up doing the, presenting the fountain one again because she has one where she's like reading something or maybe yeah i felt like i thought that she was reading her mom's journal yeah and i thought that was going to be the video and then all of that was going to tie together 
but nope. uh, I guess not. Yeah, that that video recording seemed to go nowhere and applied to nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, and you yeah. know what's interesting? It's one thing, or it's not even like a commentary on. Oh, she went to school for like film. Uh, what did she go? Film theory or whatever? Like filmmaking. I, I, yeah, yeah. She, filmmaking and film theory or whatever. Um, but it's not even like a commentary of like, oh, what a waste of a of a degree that is, considering her yeah. mom is a really well-to-do artist, you know? So it's mm. like, you can see that you can actually make a living, a really good living doing art. So it's not even like a, a different thing where our parents are successful at like generic business, you know? Yeah. So then after they uh, depart, Keith and Aura, the ha- Hannah, Aura comes home and uh, she has kind of a fight with her mom who's like, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And then they apologize and make up. She climbs into bed with her mom and she tells her about the pipe sex. And the mom is like, shouldn't have done that. Then Aura is like, I've been reading your diaries. And the mom's like, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the mom does not care at all yeah and then they start to talk about like what life was like when her mom was aura's age and the mom is like i was just trying to figure shit out just like you and then that's basically the end of the movie well no the movie the real the actual ending is she tells her to i can hear that clock can you take it out of the room oh yeah and then she takes it out of the room and she takes it down the hall, and then the mom says she can still hear it. Yeah. And then Aura's like, but it's not that bad, right? Or something? And then it ends. I was very confused when it just, like, kind of ended. I, yeah, because it, like, g- goes away, and then the ending. Like, I, I haven't researched that. I haven't looked that up. I, I was hoping that you would have some insight onto what that clock ending was. Because my thought like logistically was like how do you have a clock in your room for this long and this is the first time it's bothered you um like yeah but uh but that's like a logistical thing and i think this is more of a metaphorical like you know thing um but i don't really get it oh i didn't either and there's a there's a thing where the mom keeps trying to call call her yeah yeah, it said that there was like 200 up. messages. Yeah. And then when she gets home, it's just like, oh, you didn't take out the trash and my back was sore. And I was like, did someone die? Like just movies <laughs> that you've watched, like when someone keeps calling and you don't pick up, it's usually like a big emergency yeah. that happened or something. And it's not. It's just like, oh, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My don't first know. reaction after seeing this was this is what got her meetings with people and then it also kind of inspired me to be like i could fucking make a movie like if this is like because this got really really good reviews apparently like this got an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes it's uh it's it's uh it's got a 72 on metacritic and like the, the i'm reading some of the critical reviews like agonizingly funny i was like what is this agonizingly Ag- agonizingly funny? funny is a weird uh weird term dude it, and it won the narrative feature prize at south by southwest film festival mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i could see this doing well at south by um 
I will say this. My thought was, I was like, this is a really interesting sound soundtrack for a movie. Um, yeah. I thought the soundtrack was really interesting. Uh, and it's really well made. Um, the cinematographer for this has gone on to do, he went on to do Girls. He did Manchester by the Sea. Um, he's the guy, the, the cinematographer is the guy who um, is the bar back or whatever. And uh, the guy that's sleeping in the restaurant, yeah. that's the guy who like uh, is a DP, I believe, for this. Okay. Um, and no, like, uh, it looks it looked great. It it like for a film for someone coming out of college, like it's got a lot of great production value. Like, mm-hmm. and like I watched it on like uh, the Criterion channels, like release or whatever. So it's like I guess they probably. Criterion Channel usually does like restorations to films, but it, like it looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this and with girls, it's always like the subject matter that's more of an issue than like the actual production quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I like I don't love this movie. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not. I I just don't think it's the movie for me personally. But mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't know. I'm just like kind of <laughs> I've seen so much girls that like I'm not even like I, I'm relating it to girls more than I'm like looking at it as a piece on its own I, I can't like separate the two I think that I uh, in comparison with girls I like girls so much better girls actually had some like funny moments uh and it said something like I felt like this didn't really say anything and and nobody was likable like nobody oh yeah i i do prefer i do think girls is like the better evolution of this which i mean it should be it's nice that that happened otherwise it's like oh this is really great and girls sucks like it'd be yeah like a it it would be a downward slide as opposed to upward and i think she kind of i think with girls she had a way i think it fit better for a tv show because she had more time and space to explore all of these mm-hmm. ideas um and yeah the the biggest issue with for me with this is like it's kind of hard to watch hannah slash aura be just exactly the same whiny <laughs> entitled like oh i can't find a light bulb and the sister's just like fix it like yeah figure it out and it's like mom i can't do this like she just like whines to her mom about like everything it, there was uh, did you like that running gag of it's in the white cabinet and there's like a hundred thousand white cabinets? Yeah. <laughs> like you've also lived there. Like you, you have like you've yeah. lived there your whole life, presumably. Like you would know where something is kind of or know that everything is just kept in those closets because there's no other place. Did you yeah. understand that their room set up with the wall divider? No, I didn't. Especially after Jed started sleeping there, and I was like, "What is, what's happening here?" And like, is yeah. Nadine able to see them? Like, what, what, what was going on? Yeah, I was like so confused. <laughs> so there, there we get out Shoshana confused apartment layout. Uh, <laughs> this is very consistent amongst uh, Lena Dunham yeah. stories. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down that uh, Aura got a pretty person job when she became a hostess. Like Marty yeah, does, true. but uh, she's not an actual hostess that interacts with people. So, 
So did you know that uh, Lena Dunham used her parents' money to make the movie and the reason why her family is so heavily in it and like her friends is because she didn't pay anybody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's how he would make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, if you, like, I mean, I'm, that's not even shocking. That's like, yeah. But, and this surprised me is that the the script was really tight apparently like apparently lena dunham was like very strict about like no you stay on script there's no improv in this yeah i, I can see like, that oh, okay i can see that uh is she, i don't think she was like that as much uh maybe she was with girls i don't i don't know i haven't done done a deep dive into that um mm. but with that like you have a writer's room with different people with this is definitely like it's me writing this movie and also, she got a lot of people in there that aren't really actors, <laughs> like her sister, yeah. who her sister, I think, is great in it, is not really an actor actor. And her mom is definitely not. I think she's I do I think the mom was a fine actress. I thought it was fine. But really, I just I, I needed more. Push. I just thought she I thought she just sucked. <laughs> no, I just not for me. It was a performance like when she's when uh, Hannah's yelling at her and she just has her hands crossed. And it just felt mm. like, oh, that's an actor, like, not fully sure. Like, I don't know. Like, it just wasn't, there wasn't that, like, pushback that you want to see mm. performance-wise, um, for me, at least. And I feel better knowing that she's not, like, like I'm not, like, ripping someone that's gone on to, like, do, like, a great acting career or, like, or someone that's been aspiring to act. Like, she's she's not an actor. And yeah. It kind of comes across, to, at least to me. Um, Can I say... On IMDb, in the trivia section, there is a little piece of trivia that relates to us specifically, Vance. This is in the trivia section. And I quote, Keith talks about tentacle rape, which does exist in Japanese anime. I, <laughs> Vance uh, and I... Yeah, I noted Vance, that. <laughs> Vance uh, just guested on my other podcast the anime movie podcast where we watched a movie called wicked city where there is a very graphic tentacle rape scene. <laughs> and as soon as Keith started talking about that in the movie, I was like, Oh Vance, yeah. <laughs> we're at this again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want to hear more of our thoughts on that on tentacle rape, yeah, you can, we, I even made a YouTube video about it starring yeah. Vance and I and uh, my podcast co-host cat hamilton so if you yeah if you, you can, if uh, you you can look see up, that video on the anime movie podcast yeah if you go to youtube and just search the anime movie podcast it's called the most disturbing scene in wicked city <laughs> you'll be treated to some of the stuff that keith was, ta keith was talking about <laughs> and, and uh and i'll say uh cat your co-host uh really does break down the history of where that tentacle porn stuff actually originated from and why it's in uh, yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah, and why it's so popular in not just Japanese anime, but the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to each their okay. own. <laughs> All right. Did you have a favorite scene in this movie? I feel like we really kind of, I know we talked about it for about 40, 45 minutes, but we kind of breezed through. What do you think was the point of this? What do you think was mm. the message? What do you think were some highlights, got some lowlights? I mean, it's kind of like what Girls is. It's just like, all right, this is just a snippet. And I, I was thinking about how she, like, if if you're a 
girl at her age, like 22, 23 or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you've run into a bunch of guys that are not good for you that you like hook up with, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what she's like pointing to because none of the guys are great. Like everyone's made that mistake of like, oh, maybe I can hang out with the Ray or the Jed character because Jed is YouTube popular kind of based off of yeah. his weird youtube i love seeing old what youtube and social media was <laughs> like dude i loved seeing those love old that. youtube yeah. like just, layout just, what, what is it called it's like the nishin cowboy and he's just yeah. like sitting on like a a rocking horse thing with a toy gun uh spouting nietzsche like yeah it's i mean it's ray 100 percent like in that moment um, and then he's just like, he's such an, a bullshitter and he's talking about all these meetings he has to go to. And like that scene where he's like typing an email to a girl that was all on this jock, as he says, like he's yeah. just the worst person. He's such a douche. Dude. Oh, my least favorite. And I wrote that like, oh, Ray always can be homeless and find a home. Like that's. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but my least favorite scene of it. I know the question was, what's my favorite scene? No, no, no. Uh, We're but, really but my least wheeling favorite, and dealing here. My least favorite Ray moment is when he comes in and uh, Charlotte and Lena, uh, Charlotte and Aura are sitting there and he's like, oh, hey, I'm here. And Charlotte hates him right away, which, again, respect. She was always, yeah. <laughs> she can call it out. Um, and I was like, oh, they're going to hook up. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't call that. But <laughs> I was like, they're probably going to hook up. I've just seen so many movies where that starts out and then I thought that was going to be the split. And I, and I love that about Lena Dunham, uh, show, movies and shows that the predictable stuff doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's like the low hanging fruit. Ray would come there. Uh, Charlotte would not like him. Charlotte would then hook up with Ray or would get really mad at Charlotte for doing it. You know, that's like low hanging fruit and it just never happens. But the point is when Jed shows up and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, and he, you guys hungry? And they're like, no, we just ate. He's like, oh, like how long ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> where he's just like begging for food. Yeah. Like, and it's just so gross. After he was did just you, talking about, oh, I just had this meeting with this agent and this place. Yeah. Do you think that he actually had meetings with agents or do you think that was just a fucking lie? Just a, I think it's a lie. <laughs> I, I think he has like, that like I think he's embellishing everything. Maybe For he sure. like went to some place to try to pitch an idea, but then he's mm-hmm. like spinning it. We're like, oh, my agent called this person up, and we're like going shopping around for three different places. You know, like he has a little level of like yeah something, but yeah, he's yeah he's a vagabond moocher. He's like he yeah. sucks. Yeah, he's awful. He sucks. He's such an asshole. Yeah, like that scene where he's guilting her. For something that like she had no control over, I was like, "You're such a piece of shit, dude!" Like I fucking hated that. I'll say this: I've made like the mistake of like inviting someone to stay at my place and not realizing that they were going to stay a little longer, and then having to deal with that awkwardness of having to like watch them go and walk and walk away, and just like, um, I don't know where they're going, but okay, yeah, (laughs) it's yeah, that's like it's not a it's definitely an awkward thing, especially. In that age, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, uh, we already talked about it. I think my favorite scene is when the hamster's dead. <laughs> and he's like, and Jed's like, hey, I hate to be a downer here. But, I mean, it's a uh, great decision not to cut to a close up there or to do coverage. Oh. It's all just a wide shot from a little further away. And it's yeah. a really good decision to not like go into coverage there. Um, yeah, I'm so glad they didn't show a dead hamster. Yeah, I didn't need close ups of them looking down at it or whatever. Um, I have yeah. to say, I thought it was really weird to see Lena Dunham with long hair. I had just gotten used to her with mm. short hair, and like it, her, like her hair looked horrible in this. <laughs> that's that's something. Like she did not try to make herself look flattering, or like there's not yeah, like it's, it, they they like skimp on the makeup and everything. I was going like, to say, it didn't seem like there was any makeup. Like you could see zits all over people's faces yeah. and, and imperfections and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. It was brutal. We have to talk about uh, Lena Dunham's... It's really interesting how comfortable she is and uncomfortable with her body. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's always commentary about like her weight and her shape or whatever, but she's... Mm -hmm also has the confidence to like be mostly nude all the time yeah <laughs> like or like half nude at least um i'm gonna be i'm, I'm gonna be honest I, when i started this movie i started watching it on my work laptop and then <laughs> like when when it got to the light bulb scene and they're like going to bed i was like hold on a minute i probably should not be watching yeah. this on my work laptop <laughs> I was like, I don't know if, the, like, knowing Lena Dunham, there's probably nudity happening mm -hmm. some point. So I paused it, went over to my, like, personal computer to watch it, and literally the next scene is her walking around ass out. And I was like, thank <laughs> God that I did not. <laughs> thank God. I had that experience where I was trying, I was at work and I was, uh, I was like, you know, I got some time. I'm going to try and watch this movie Dog Tooth. Um, about the director that did the favorite and uh oh wait movies. is that the fucking documentary about some kind of greek orphans it's not a documentary but it is it's not a documentary but it is a greek movie and it's like these people that live in a different space dude i remember a, a, sorry to go, go sorry. For it. i hooked up with this girl and she was like here's another one of joe's fucking hooking up with the girl stories uh None of the no one actually believes any of these are real, so go for it. <laughs> and like right after we hooked up, she was like, she literally said, "Would you like to watch a film?" And I was like, "Sure." Like, what? What do you want to watch? And she was like, "We should watch." <laughs> Were this. you looking up with the Joker or something? Like, why you, Dude, would you it like was to watch like, a film? It was like up so pretentious. And then she was like, "I'd really like us to watch this film, Dog Tooth." And then she explained what it was about. And it was like Greek children that were molested or something. And I was like, no, I would not like to. <laughs> Absolutely no, no, not. It's, it's really it's it's a little disturbing, but it's really good. It's basically about uh, uh, these kids that were raised and their parents are basically doing an experiment on them and teaching them all the wrong things. They keep them like locked in the house. Tell them not to go outside because you'll be attacked by these animals or monsters or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's kind of like and the And they're village? like shielding them. Yeah, it's really like they're shielding them from the world. Like if an airplane flies over, they'll toss a toy airplane into the yard. 
to make it seem like that's the thing that fell out of the sky kind of thing because they don't mm. understand the world. And it's really, really weird. And I tried to watch it at work and like early on something disturbing happened. I was like, nope, can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's uh, it's it's weird, though. Yeah. Oof. But yeah, with 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 uh it's interesting because i didn't know watching it that that was her actual mom um and it, i knew it was her, her sister i i don't know if this happens a lot with people but are there a lot of people whose sisters will be in the bathroom while they're fully nude and shaving and having full-on conversations i don't know because we I get a lot of the girl shower maybe. scenes yeah like this is like the marnie and like the the pilot of girls like they're in the shower and like uh yeah and uh yeah and marnie's shaving her legs and hannah's eating shower cupcakes like yeah this seems like is that i don't know if this is like a common thing for people or this is like a specific uh dunham family thing i feel like there's something fucked up in the dunham family <laughs> I don't. It's just like I don't know. Just like, and do they like? At what age do you not sleep with your mom in the bedroom? Yeah, like, cause there's a point where all three of them are sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not done in like a, oh, we're just hanging out, and like it's like that Sunday morning we all came in. It's like, oh no, we're sleeping in here tonight. Like this is where I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um. It was so. I don't weird. know. I just. Don't know. And I, I know you can't answer this question. So if anybody listening I, can write in and inform us. Yeah. I just, I found this movie to be so pretentious and not good. Like, I already don't like pretension, but it wasn't even like an interesting plot. It was like very slice of life type mm -hmm. of thing, which I also don't like. And it just kind of felt like meandering and there was no growth mm -hmm. or anything happening. Like, I just, I hated it. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where I didn't feel like at the end, after she uh, has sex with the chef, that she's like, oh, yeah, figured things out. And that's what the, her throwing away the hamster in the freezer seemed like to be like a, a metaphor for like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm moving on. But I'm like, are you moving on? Like, what? Yeah. Because the I next scene, so... the next scene after she throws the hamster away is her telling Frankie that she's not going to move in with her and that she's going to stay at home. Yeah. And I was which, like, Which what? was such a, like, like that was the point where it was like no coming back for me for, for yeah. that whole character. Because I'm like, dude, you just had this girl who was excited. You were talking with her. You ducked her phone calls. You ducked her phone calls for like a week. And then just she call her she up. She ducked everybody's phone calls. Like, and she was erasing messages. Like, yeah. Like, and then she just says, "Oh, I can't do it. Oh, you'll be fine. You can do Craigslist, and you get your Craigslist like murder joke." But, yeah. uh, but also, it's just like, really, you really just waited till last minute to tell this girl who's moving to New York, Vance. Like, Vance, this movie. I don't know if you know this. This movie was agonizingly funny vance <laughs> <laughs> like i mean that's just a character thing like there's been sh movies where people are bad and like not great like um but i don't know just like i wish 
I wish we could, and we brought this up a bunch of girls. I wish I could have felt more bad for Aura. Yeah. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like she was forced into the Ray, the Jed and Keith situation. She put herself in those situations, you know? I felt like, bad when Keith was guilt tripping her. I was like, fuck you, Keith. Or uh, Jed. Uh, Jed was guilt tripping oh, yeah, her. Oh, yeah, that was, was like, fuck and you. And like her like, apologizing. It. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, that was some like expert level negging that he was doing. Yeah, um, that was manipulation at yeah. its finest. But oh, then like, we got to talk about him reading the Woody Allen book that ages terribly. <laughs> Today. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, oh. I just don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I the, don't. <laughs> this movie had so much sleeping in it. That's one, the one thing I noted. There is so yeah. much people in bed, people sleeping, people going to sleep. Yeah, people, like it is. Yeah, I I just noted that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really know. It did just a slice of life. Um, yeah, the meta the the title's cool, but the metaphor of tiny furniture isn't really. Yeah, it was sign. just like a girls' episode. Like, why was it called tiny furniture? Like, I know that the mom did models of tiny furniture. And she took photos of it, but it doesn't like play into the larger quote-unquote plot of the movie yeah because i've always saw the poster um or where it's like her lying down in that like pink shirt and yeah with, with all the little stuff around her yeah and it says aura would like you to know that she's having a very hard time <laughs> the dude the fucking thing on the poster there's a quote that says near perfection near perfection vance this movie this hey, movie she spoke she's she spoke to some people through this like i i didn't like hate the movie but i'm not a huge fan of it that's what i'll say like i will say it's like wow okay this person made a i mean this is a solid looking movie for 2010 for someone her age coming out of college like yeah, it, it could have shot on i the... mean this is the thing this thing could this thing could have turned out so much worse yeah. yeah but i mean you don't want to give it points specifically on that but looking back yeah at it, i'm like yeah um like honestly this gave me inspiration because like i own a camera and some nice lenses uh this gave me an inspiration to be like i could throw together a slice of life movie if that's I, what it takes i could fucking do that uh i would say do it but also the market is completely different <laughs> Yeah, I know. This is from yeah. This is from uh, yeah. Eleven years ago, Vance. Would you star in my movie? Would you be a character? Uh, I'd have to see. I'd have to see a script. I'd have to see a script. (laughs) You wouldn't just sign up sight unseen. No. (laughs) Nope. I (laughs) thought. That's how I end up on a podcast. Boys watching girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, dude. Uh, is there anything is there anything else well we already did comparisons to the characters and girls uh you wanted we could do likability rankings for the main characters we don't have to do it for everybody so we got aura oh i know what i wanted to bring up uh when she's asking her sister when she's asking her sister about losing her virginity and if Uh she's ever had an orgasm that's that's just like 
that, that doesn't even feel like that was like a made up scene. That feels like that's just something that she's done. Like they yeah, seem like they just I could totally had that, see that conversation. Yeah, from the stuff she's written in her book and everything. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also felt like Keith from the moment he came on screen. I was like, this dude looks like a rat, like a legit <laughs> rat. <laughs> like uh, that's that a complete ass. aside, yeah. and it has nothing to do with like the movie whatsoever. But he looks like a rat. <laughs> that actor was in Smash. He was in point. Gossip Girl too, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 uh he's been floating around. Yeah, and Alex Karpovsky, Jed, his posture was horrible, and that was really you know when you see somebody that has horrible posture and it makes you straighten up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that scene where he like meets up with her and he's like, "Oh, I'm out of money," and they were yeah. supposed to go to dinner, and he's like, "I'm already oh, late and I don't have yeah. any money." Yeah, and he's like. And he's like the way that it's shot has that really old school New York feel where it's yeah. like real close up and he's like leaning into her and he's kind of being charming and swarmy at the same time. Yeah. And I was just his, like, it, his head is so far down. Yeah. It was like a turtle. Like I didn't understand it. <laughs> I was, I was intrigued to see. I was like, is this movie really going to be, uh, I'm trying to do it right now. And it's like, <laughs> Like his, it was like it felt like his whole head was below his shoulders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be interesting to see him playing a romantic lead throughout the whole movie, because that's where I was like, I was like, all right, he's broke, but he's going to be an okay person maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it goes where it goes, and then it's this chef guy who starts out as a jerk too, and you're just like, all right, <laughs> like, like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that scene where he meets up with her and is just such a manipulative cunt. Yeah, yeah. Like, go just back, shows yeah. up. And she's like, I just went to the ATM and it told me, fuck you. Yeah. Like, he's like charming scumbag. Yeah. And it's just like, and he's not even doing it in a way where you can, like, get away with stuff in New York, you know? Like, yeah. oh, let's go to a Mexican restaurant. I'm going to order a taco and we'll just eat all the free chips they give us, you know? Like, some, yeah. like some kind of way. Like, Instead, he's, instead, she's like, well, I live around the corner in this giant loft. And just like, and then he's like, oh, I got to stay in this place. And you know he's just saying it so that he'll guilt her into letting him stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's, the only, that's what I felt bad about her for. Um, yeah. But then she manipulated her mom into letting him stay. So she's not good. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, so yeah. I get what you say. I get what you're saying when you're like, the pretension. The pretension is this person that's like. She's completely complaining about like, I'm young and I'm figuring things out and it's fine. You can be, but you don't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah. Yeah, And like the obvious, like, oh, I'm reading this Woody Allen book and like the chef is reading some, some other book and everyone's talking about these authors and these philosophies. And it's just like, (laughs) well, that's just, what does this have to do to read it? Well, it's just like, what does this have to do with anything? It's not building their character. Like, it doesn't do anything for their character. It doesn't show you oh, well, who I they think, are. I think Jed reading a Woody Allen book definitely does. Um, oh, the, because he's a the, creep? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely... Like, I mean, this is a character, Ray, that has, like, the Andy Kaufman, like, life size poster. Um, uh, but um, the Cormac McCarthy... 
uh, the road book. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of throwing in a little, hey, what are you reading? Classic thing that gets thrown into movies. And it, it, that seemed like it was trying to add a little depth to that character. But then as soon as he heard the word pills, he went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't even know if we need to do likability rankings. I guess like, you you get you start us off if you want to. All right, likability rankings for me. Frankie's number one. She didn't do anything wrong. She got taken advantage of basically. Oh man, fucking aura left her out to dry, real hard. I gotta say, everything I've seen her in, she gets a raw deal. <laughs> <laughs> she does, man. Uh. I'm going to say Charlotte's at number two because yeah. she gets her a job, she, but we see how entitled she is, but like she doesn't actually actively do shitty things. So like whatever. Mm-hmm. Nadine, number three, thought that she was kind of funny, but also a brat. Oh my God. I loved when the mom was talking about her poetry. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. oh, I hate poetry. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst art form ever. Yeah. Then uh, Aura, because, you know, she's kind of just like meandering around, but then she kind of fucks over Frankie. She uh, makes some bad, stupid decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole manipulation with her mom thing. Then I'd have the mom, who is just an anal butthole. You have the mom lower than Aura. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I put the mom above Aura. Yeah, it's like she's. Yeah, I mean, she's just. She's particular, but yeah, if you're gonna live under this roof, you gotta follow these rules. Yeah. Well, it, there's that scene where she's like, "Do you even like living here?" And she's like, "What do you mean? I love living here." I'm like, "That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> That's such a weird question." Yeah, like a like, weird ultimatum. Do you like living here? Like, it's not like someone in high school or someone who moved in. Like, it's a weird, for me, it just felt weird to say, do you like living here? Yeah, but I also felt kind of like the mom was manipulating Aura and was like, the mom was a whiny fucking annoyance as well. Yeah, I want it more, you know, I want it more with the assistant. Because she oh, disappeared yeah. halfway through the movie. Yeah, just like Jed. <laughs> yeah, well, Jed, we had to get him out of there. It was, yeah. Keith, it was Keith's time to shine. Right? Yeah. So then Aura after the mom. And then, like, I feel like the real battle here is between Jed and Keith for bottom. I'm going Jed bottom. Just, just too You're going Jed bottom? Yeah. Okay. Keith had sex with her and they might call. He's <laughs> never going to hook up. Like, that wasn't going anywhere. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. I'm putting jed above keith because jed like he was a manipulative cunt but like keith was cheating on his girlfriend and when he saw someone he like pushed aura like behind the car to be like i don't i can't be seen with you and like he was all about pills and like the only reason he was trying to see her he stood her up my thing is all i'll put everything that i'll put keith lower because of all the warning signs that she was given and she still pursued it because he was hot yeah that's it you know like ray manipulated like jed manipulated her and stuff uh and jed was more emotionally traumatizing to her you know like he would just like (laughs) play those emotional mind games but jed was like hey i got a girlfriend hey i stood you up hey i'm only using you for pills hey i don't even care about your art like hey i'm gonna bang you in this place hey i have terrible catchphrases it's like 
<laughs> if anything, Keith is like a learning tool for her. Like, yeah, you just put that in the in the mind bank. It'd be like, oh, yeah, person like this. Do not engage again. Like, you know. And below all of them, I'm going to put Lena Dunham's hair. <laughs> There's it was a, so bad. It was like fried. I don't know what happened to her hair, dude. Like she looks so much better in girls. I don't know. I, I, maybe because they had like a makeup or a hair person. Yeah, but it's like, a glow up. It's a glow up. Yeah. I mean, it looked terrible. Yeah. And it it seemed like, it, I mean, it was done purposely that way too, obviously. Because they definitely they definitely changed styles throughout. Um, yeah. I don't. It, it definitely had the fashion thing from uh, girls. You definitely see some seeds of that. And mm-hmm. they also have the names. Everybody has like these unique names. And I'm so happy they went with Hannah instead of Aura. Um, yeah. Well, Keith is a kind of common name. Keith is common, but then, and I guess Charlotte, Nadine. Well, that was the mom's name is Siri. The mom's yeah, that was the another like yeah. pretentious thing as well, where it's like everybody has this like super crazy name. Like the mom's name is Siri. What? Well, back then, it's not a. That's just a name. It's like not a. No, but I. Not, I never. Yeah. I don't know anyone named Siri. Um, Even I, now that Siri's a thing. I think the actress that plays um, Natalia in Girls is a Siri, I think. Hmm. Um, I think, she, oh, maybe she's Shiri. Yeah, she's Shiri Appleby. Okay, well, I've heard yeah. Shiri. But, yeah, I mean, final verdict from Joey Boy over here. Very pretentious. Very pointless. Did not like sorry <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> you got to make that as your poster yeah <laughs> the same poster just very like your quote yes very pretentious <laughs> did not like very pointless did not like <laughs> far from perfection <laughs> agonizingly and then <it> just ends <laughs> yeah <laughs> agonizing <laughs> um no yeah this movie's definitely not for everybody um I, I obviously I wouldn't have watched it if we weren't doing this podcast. Um, if I've gone this far without watching it, <laughs> um, uh, you know, you know, but I do think of... it's unique to watch this, this after having seen girls. Like if I just watched this without having seen girls or knowing anything about it, I would just be like, yeah, I, I would be kind of like, you like, what is the point? Um, yeah. I w- here's the thing is like, I know that I didn't like it. And you said like, this isn't for everybody. I would be curious to know and see the person who like loved this movie and just pick their brain and be like, why? Mm -hmm. What, what did you take from this? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm like, I, I, I appreciate like when people, when I'm not enjoying something and someone else enjoys it and then having the discussion about what they enjoyed Maybe mm-hmm. it might not make me enjoy the movie more, but I can like see their per- their perception of it. Yeah, um, I think that happened a lot with One Man's Trash, where like people heard our take on it, um, and then other people have that positive view, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I can kind of see where they're coming from," but that's not going to make you like it any less, you know. Mm. And uh, any final thoughts here for Tiny Furniture? Uh, yeah, I mean. I re- I remember in the middle of the movie, I texted Vance 
And I was like, this is what got her talks with studios? Like, this is what got her greenlit for projects? Well, if you make anything, that's one thing. If you make anything, um, there's a chance you'll, that yeah, you can get talks. You'll have talks. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, people didn't like Clerks, and some people loved Clerks when uh, Kevin Smith mm. made that, and it hit Sundance or whatever. Yeah. Or can. I forget which one. Um but uh, yeah, no, I don't have any. I think we've really touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think we pretty well covered it. Oh, oh, they do rip on uh, Bushwick, which is funny for them to end up yeah. having girls take place in like Greenpoint, Bushwick, Williamsburg. Yeah, I mean, Bushwick now is like the place to be. Like that's where all the artists live because nobody can live even within like 10 miles of Manhattan at this point. <laughs> and I'll say this, Tribeca... I've never been a huge fan of Tribeca. I haven't spent a ton of time there, but it's nice, but it's not like I would not want to live in Tribeca. Yeah, I never really spent too much time there just because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of comedy shit happening that I knew about there. Yeah. And on the weekends, it's, I don't know, it's like if you ever go down to like Wall Street or that area and like Tribeca's around there, like it is dead on the weekends yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. I had a job that was kind of by there, but like, who hangs out by their job like uh i was very much lower east side kind of guy yep east side east village lower east side yeah alphabet city yeah that was my fucking spot i love that that part of the city no need to go above union square absolutely not yeah fuck Uh, that yeah (laughs) and yeah that's about it that wraps it up for (laughs) tiny furniture uh if you liked tiny furniture write us and tell us why (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah, right in. Uh, this is our, uh, the last call for uh, Q and A questions for our for a special episode. That's gonna, I believe, yeah. that's gonna come up next. Yep, yep, yep. So thanks for watching. Email in or dot the DMs on Instagram at Boys Watching Girls Podcast. Vance posts a bunch of like funny clips and stuff. Well, not clips, but like jokes and memes and shit from girls on there. It's really great to follow. And rate and review us. Would really love some more of those bad boys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Later. Are you guys hungry? Not hungry. We just ate a little while ago. You ate recently or? Are you hungry? I am hungry. Well, then you should get some food.